Snarf Talk number 72 in the house. 72? Man. Whoa. Yeah, we're cranking them out, Christopher. That's pretty amazing. And we are once again Skyping. Because quarantined. we're because we're quarantined, and we have to be coronavirus protection initiative CPI. I just made that up. CPI twenty twenty. <laughs> That's what we're doing. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the Skype no, podcast. To be honest, not I mean it the... does have some benefits. Like you don't have to get like dressed up. You just walk right. into your other room in the house. You go, and as soon as you're done, you're like, you don't have to drive anywhere. Right. It's kind of I mean, sweet. It's not it's like we cool. drive real far. <laughs> but you got to drive somewhere. Yeah. I do have to drive to your office. I have to come home and try to be quiet. But now I'm just in my house, and it's nice. Being loud. No, I'm pretty quiet. I'm, I'm pretty quiet in here. I'm, the, I'm the removed downfall, from the bedrooms. The big downfall of the the... Um, situation here is we don't have any we're not on youtube right now no we're not we can't record this you are recording our video but um it's just not worth it to put on youtube right yeah i mean i don't know i haven't tried so we'll see how that goes but uh so if you're listening in youtube world you're not listening so you're not going to hear this right you should probably just download the podcast and listen like a normal human being But um, um, I don't know. Maybe we'll figure out a way. You know, we should just let it um, auto post the audio to YouTube. That's what we should do. Okay. I do that frequently because I forget it does that. But then we get a content strike every time because of our opening theme music, which we own. Right. Come on, YouTube. Get on the ball. We have told you multiple times in emails that we own this music and yet you don't care. And you're going to strike us down like thor they they demonetize us jerry we're demonetized yeah because we make a lot of monies from this i mean we're currently (laughs) not eligible for monetization because that's okay (laughs) but so what's the news with uh covid you're the covid um news guy and i'm curious as to what's going on here i completely stopped paying attention because good good for you it just all seems a little bit silly at this point and nothing happens like nothing gets there's no progress that's ever going to be made despite the fact that everybody says there's progress going to be made so and it looks like the curve is bending downwards i think it so is that's a good thing i think the curve is yeah. going down and i think it's it is actually getting better and i do it's believe going up in grundy county though how many are there in grundy county the last time I checked, there was only 10 cases. 15. Ooh. Went up by five since like Monday. So I think a week. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I think, uh, I don't think we're going anywhere anytime soon though. I mean, I think, what is it? It's the middle of the month now. Yeah. Maybe, maybe by May 1st, we'll see something happen. I don't know, but I don't see really how anything can happen without any sort of treatment or cure because it seems like once you just open everything back up then everybody's just going to start getting infected again. I agree. But apparently Sweden is already doing that. Like they haven't locked anybody down and they haven't had an issue. Yeah. They're starting to have significant issues now. Are they? Okay. Yeah. See, I haven't followed that since I heard 
My only, I mean, that's what I heard on Joe Rogan's podcast because the only thing I've been consuming really for the last week, um, because I've been in the sprayer a lot, I've been doing a lot of things, is I've been listening to a lot of Joe Rogan. And I've heard him talking about it. I just haven't really, haven't really been home all week, which um, is odd because we're under a quarantine order. But But you haven't really been out and about either. No, I've been at work, which is pretty much just by myself. So it's been fine. Yeah. Okay. So COVID is still a thing. We're still locked down. Everybody's still doing their thing like by themselves. Hopefully I've seen a lot of like good things on, you know, the whole birthday parades that have been going on. Um, yeah, the Easter bunny came to our house today. The Easter bunny drove around, um, Mazan today. Uh, a lot of things like that have been happening, which is cool and uh, like somewhat uplifting. Like that's fun. But I mean, to be honest, this stuff happens every year anyways. Like we always have a, an, like an Easter egg hunt, which we couldn't do, but at least they got to pass out candy. So that's good. They passed Who passed out candy? Around Mazan. The, the Easter bunny? Yeah. No, the Easter bunny came to our house. They didn't pass out any candy. No, but the Easter Bunny did pass out candy throughout the town. Really? We didn't get any candy. Oh, everybody knew about this. What a sham. It wasn't a sham. He rode around in the back of a fire truck and threw candy out to people in Mazan. Hmm. Well, then it must have been a different Easter Bunny that came to our house. Oh, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) They drove by our house. There's only one Easter Bunny, Chris. (laughs) Down to the corner, turned around, drove back. Yeah. Missed our house again, turned around, drove back, missed our house again, turned around, <laughs> drove back, and then stopped on Grand Ridge Road. And then threw candy out? No, there was no candy, but the Easter Bunny came out and walked up to our house. It just looked in your windows or what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Well, yeah, they threw candy out the around town. There was a whole route that was planned out for them. It was really nice. Mm. And it well, is Easter, so happy Easter. For the fire department right was doing that, it was a busy day for them because they spent most of the day out at my my place. I heard about this. Actually, I could see it from my windows, a huge fire going on across 47 yeah. that started in your field. No, it did not start in it's my field. It's your fault. It started in uh, behind somebody's house because they were burning a bonfire and it caught my field on fire. Didn't really, I mean, a little bit of my field burned, but most of the fire was in the next field to mine. Okay, that's like the it one. went through. It went through my field, right? But like it burned like a path. I mean, it was, it's not small; it's a significant area, but it burned much more of the other field. But it, the whole thing is a little. I don't know. I, I'm not going to criticize because I mean, this is a, you know whatever. But right, their corn stalks burning. Let them burn. I kind of agree with you. It, it literally was going to hurt nothing, but instead, there was a big hubbub yes. to do. Yeah, the fire department likes to come driving put out around. Fires. I could see it from my house, though. Um, I could see like flames from my house, and me and Gary. It was not a big. It wasn't a big fire. It was Garrett, just a, like a crawling little cornstalk fire. Not a big deal. It cleared up a little bit of residue for you. Well, but <laughs> you got, I don't really want that. So yeah, you got some potash. <laughs> you think? Yeah, sure. Does does. Does burning stuff turn into potash? It does. Really? Yes. Any ash that you get from burning something 
can is potash as fertilizer. No. Yeah. So where does the potassium come from in the process? I don't know where potassium comes from, but I get, I know it. That's this what is a potash fact. is. It's potassium. Yeah, I know That's it's why a fact. You add it to the soil. It's a fact. Is Look it, it created in the ignition process? Could be. Is Every, it a remix to ignition? Yes, remix. Is to it ignition. fresh and hot out the kitchen? It literally comes straight from the kitchen. Yeah, into your soil. <laughs> well, I don't know, but uh, whatever. It was taken care of, and yeah, so got a lot done. I feel like I got a lot done this week. I feel pretty good about it. That's good. But you haven't planted anything. A lot of farmers are out there planting, and it's going to be cold. A lot this of guys, week. a lot of guys planting, but you know, I was, uh, I'm. I'm trying not to, usually I would have probably been planting, to be honest. Um, that's usually my MO is to get started pretty early. I generally have found that the earlier you plant, the better the yields are. But, uh, okay. you know, I don't know. It, I don't farm that much. So if I go out for two days and plant, that's going to be like 25% of my corn crop. So this early, I don't know. I felt like it was a little too risky. So Yeah, I we'll mean, see. the forecast looks pretty cold. Yeah, for the next which week. isn't always a huge deal. It just kind of depends. I mean, cold weather and cold rain. Yeah, if it, if there was a lot of rain and it was cold, but you know the 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 issue with that is the corn starts germinating, and if it takes in too much of it, the volume in water that is below a certain temperature, it can actually um, expand too much, and kind of crack and causes a lot of can cause a lot of issues or can cause very little issues. So it's really no way to know for sure. You sound like a scientist. I am a scientist. Are you certified? I have a bachelor's of science, so I am officially a scientist. This is is blowing me away right now. You are a scientist. And I, I didn't know for the last 72 episodes, I was sitting across from a legit scientist. Isn't that weird when you go to college, um, you either get a, a BA, a bachelor's in arts, mm-hmm. or Badass. A, BA, a bachelor's in science. Bullshit. And I, and I got a BS, <laughs> a bachelor in science, yeah. in advertising. <laughs> in a, really? In yeah, advertising. Which is, which is not really science. No, it is Why do they call it science? It's more art than science. It is. I so, should have a bachelor of arts. So do we need to go to U of I and like say, hey, you need yeah, to rethink about my your degree. bachelor's degrees? <laughs> I'm going to protest my degree. That, good idea. I think the best idea for you right served now. served me so well in my life to have that degree. I mean, it's good to have that piece of paper for some people, yeah. you know? I guess. I don't have a bachelor's in anything, and I'm, I'm BA. Yeah, you were a bachelor, but and not I'm, for very long. I'm also badass. No, not for very long. Only 21 years. 21 years. Yeah. Of bachelorhood. That's it. And I've been married for 11 this year. Well, there you go. Yeah, I'm old. So this this uh this whole episode was going to be both the the penultimate round and the championship, the ultimate yeah, round. The, the final four and the championship. But we're just going to do the final four, right? Because we haven't been able to score these brackets. So Chris and I score them separately because I score them for my bracket. Chris scores them for his bracket. We haven't been able to do that because we haven't been together. 
So yeah, and we haven't been in my in our podcast studio where all the brackets are. Correct. Now we could run around and deliver them to you, and then score them and deliver them to me, or one of us could score all of them, and maybe that's what we'll end up having to do. But we we uh, may we have to do that, that but we, yeah, haven't, we haven't done, done that. that yet. So, and the reason we haven't done that is because we are listening to our local government and quarantining ourselves. Yeah. So um, I think we decided we're going to do the final four this week. And sorry for all you guys that were looking forward to um, finding out whether you won the bracket or not. But um, we're going to do the final four this week. And then which makes more sense because it does I feel like it's a little bit anticlimactic if we do the final four and the championship right next to each other. So we'll do the final four this week. We'll do the championship next week. It'll just be quick, obviously, because there's only one pick. Um, but for this week, we'll do the final four. You want to get started on that? Absolutely. So on the east and west side, the left side of your bracket, I have Daredevil versus Swamp Thing. What do you have? I have a much more reasonable Spider-Man versus Deadpool. Wow. So we really? got completely different ones. Completely different. Yeah, this is where, uh, this is where the brackets diverge drastically. Because yeah. obviously we only Daredevil, have one common pick in the final four. W- yes. And that's the right one. Yeah. Yeah. So, so go, go ahead. ahead. No, you that, go, go for it. You're the scientist. <laughs> um, no, I was just going to say, what did you, what's your, what did you do? You got Daredevil versus Swamp Thing. And I feel like everybody's going to know what this pick is going to be. Boy, I hope so. If, if you've listened to Snarf Talk, you know what I'm going to pick here. And it's, uh, it, again, I've got Daredevil versus Swamp Thing. I am absolutely going to pick Swamp Thing. This is not uh, anything that should, su- should surprise you. But I do love Daredevil, and that is why he's made it to the Final Four, because uh, it's a phenomenal character. I love the Netflix Daredevil. It is amazing. It's one of the the single best shows you could ever watch on Netflix, I believe. And it's one of the Except best for season comic- two. I mean, I don't hate season two. Um, it has its part in all of it. It's just that uh, it, it doesn't hold up to season one or season three. So there's right. three seasons. Season two is the worst out of the three, but either way out of all of Marvel's stuff that they've put out, I feel like the Netflix series of Daredevil is one of the best things they've ever done. And I loved it. They did some crazy stuff with the, the stairway scene, the hallway scene, like all of that fighting is incredible. The comic books are incredible. It just doesn't stand up to Swamp Thing for me. And Swamp Thing doesn't have anything um, to what Daredevil's level is of live action. Uh, but Swamp Thing's comic books, art, story, altogether is better in my mind. So Swamp Thing is the clear winner for me. All right, cool. I see, saw that coming a mile away. And I think uh, it's worth noting, since we're only doing a final four here, I think it would be a cool idea to, I know we've talked about a lot of these uh, along the way, but just to like recap some of our favorites and what people should be looking for for reading or watching on the characters that we have in the final four. So sure. you had Daredevil and Swamp Thing. I don't have them, so we'll just talk about them um, first, I guess. Uh, or do you want me to do my pick first and then we can talk? Um, about them? Yeah, do your pick. 
Okay, I have Spider-Man versus Deadpool. This one, um, I've said this a million times, Spider-Man is one of my favorite characters. Deadpool is one of my favorite characters of all time. Yes. Um, but, I mean, come on, this isn't even close for me, obviously. Um, it's got to be Spider-Man. It's got to be Spider-Man all the way because while I like both characters a lot, there is so much more Spider-Man in the world, you know? There is it's, a ton. It's it's been a it's a more impactful character it has more than the and, and i've said along the way that one of my favorite things about deadpool is it's hard to do comedy and it's hard to do it in a way that's still good and still tells engaging stories and that's why i think i give it a lot of credit um but it doesn't have near the depth um of storytelling that spider-man's had over the years so um i i went with spider-man so he'll he'll be in my championship on the left side. And that doesn't surprise me in the slightest at all either. Yeah. Because you are obsessed with Spider-Man. You always have. Yeah. Been. Yeah. Um, so what, what I was going to talk about with Daredevil and why he makes it all the way to that is obviously, like I said, uh, the Netflix run for sure. But if we're talking about comic books, I've talked about Chip Zdarsky's run forever. Um, since it came out, I love it. It's one of my favorite runs of Daredevil that I've ever read. But Guardian Devil by Kevin Smith is also phenomenal that people should read. Um, there's, I mean, to be honest, the the best for me is Born Again. Um, I think it's one of the best stories ever written of uh, Daredevil, and. I mean, Karen Page, like he, she sells out Daredevil. There's a huge storyline there. There's just so much story with Daredevil that is similar to Batman to me. Um, yeah, for sure. Definitely. You know, and that's why I have so much love for the characters because it does tie into Batman a lot, only in the Marvel Universe. And I've always like gravitated towards that because of Batman, basically. And the storylines are similar. Go ahead. You were going to say something. No. Oh, um, it's just like really emotional. It's on, it's like showing Matt Murdock like at his lowest and then bring him, bringing him back up again, which is the basis of all these stories. It's like bringing the main character down super low and then showing how they can triumph with their abilities and why they are the greatest superhero. And I, I love it. Um, so I would say absolutely read Born Again, Guardian Devil, Chip Zdarsky's run. There's also Daredevil versus Punisher, which is incredible. And in Chip Zdarsky's run, Daredevil and Punisher kind of work together um, in part of that story. So it, it all ties together throughout all of these different runs of comics where these like Daredevil and Punisher meet each other a lot of times and there's different stories with that, but Daredevil and Punisher have um, kind of a good and bad relationship, like a love hate relationship throughout, you know, their runs. And it's fun to see that dynamic. And I think it's something that you guys should read. Yeah. And for me, I mean, uh, other than the Netflix show, which is great, but I really do, even though I love the Netflix show and a lot of that's what they did with, um, with Kingpin, to be honest, is what carries that show, I think. Uh, yeah. But uh, as far as the comics go, I mean, it's a long list. I, I really got in, started getting into Daredevil um, in the late 90s. So it would have been 
during like the Marvel Knights era. And it was probably, I mean, I had read stuff previous to that, but yeah, Guardian Devil, Kevin Smith's run, it's probably one of the first comic, you know, runs of that I've really paid attention to. Um, and I was a huge fan of that. So that's a great one. But then I quickly went back and, and, want, and read uh, Born Again and The Man Without Fear, both Frank Miller. Um, yeah, The Man, yeah, I didn't even talk about that, but yeah, Man Without Fear is phenomenal. Right. Very good. And then later on, um, or after that, I kind of deep dove back into it. I I know at the time, long, long time ago, uh, probably when I was still in high school, um, I bought like all of the Daredevil comics from the 90s, like on eBay, like a whole set. Yeah. Um, So I was really reading a lot of them. I really, really read a lot of uh, Brian Michael Bendis wrote Daredevil for a long time. It's very, very wordy and it's very but it's so well written and um, there's a lot of depth to the character that I think gets added through his entire run. Um, But for people wanting to just pick up something to your first shot with this character, I would definitely say that born again and the Frank Miller stuff, but also uh, in the early 2010s, Mark Wade, uh, did a reboot um, run. It started with Daredevil number one. Yeah. Um, when when the Marvel world uh, reset, and that was a really fun take on the character. It wasn't quite as dark as some of the other stuff, but I thought uh, it was really the, really. Give me that dark stuff. It had a little bit of it, but it was a really fun kind of a swashbuckler um, type character, and that Mark Wade run was really really excellent. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to what they do. I'm I'm pretty sure he's going to be factoring in somewhere. Probably not in Phase Four Marvel, but they're going to start setting up that character. I, they'd be kind of crazy not to, to be honest. But I completely they agree. A, they have a very tough problem um, to figure out because it's such a different character than all, all the other characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe right now. Um, it's more akin to wolverine or something like that so we'll see how they can bring that in my guess is it's going to factor in the multiverse somehow um i think that's how they're probably going to bring the mutants in and all that stuff so we'll see how that goes but yeah uh it's uh, you know if i was going to pick out something to start with i'd probably pick out born again and the man without fear the frank miller stuff if you like dark if you like fun i'd go with the, the mark wade run okay Swamp uh, Thing um, was oh. the next one you'd said. I mean, I'll let you go because you probably have read a lot more of it than me. But my two biggest ones, um, The Saga of Swamp Thing by Alan Moore, um, which you can buy in trade paperback or yes. now they have a collected edition, um, is absolutely, I mean, that's the best work. Um, but I also really enjoyed Scott Snyder's run on the New 52. Um, but it's not as deep as any of the saga of swamp thing stuff it's a lot more um visually interesting i would say um the yes. um i don't know who who is the artist unfortunately for when snyder was um doing that but anyway that's the art is amazing it's, the story um, is really good too it's his name's yannick something i i don't remember i, I remember his first name is yannick 
But I'd, I I'd, mean, those two are couldn't be more diametrically opposed. The saga of Swamp Thing, Alan Moore stuff, and the new Fifty Two stuff are completely different. They don't look anything alike. The character has similarities for sure. But yeah, they're they're similar, they're, but yeah, there is a there is a difference there. To, yeah. to the character, for me, for sure, Saga Swamp Thing is something everyone should read. It does get wordy. Um, it's very. Uh, like dialogue driven. So the, the art is there obviously because it's, it's phenomenal looking, but it's very dialogue heavy, kind of like a Brian Michael Bendis type story. Um, but the, the story that they create through all of this is just so heartfelt and so like crazy deep that I love it. Um, everything about Swamp Thing is always about how, a man turns into something other than human and he's tr- he's really struggling with not being human anymore. So uh again, Saga Swamp Thing is by far my favorite, but yeah, the new 52 is phenomenal. Volume 4 of the new 50 52 um it's called uh what's it called? The uh Cedar Cedar? Not like Cedar. I don't like- remember. Not like cedar, like the tree, like seed, like like S E E D E R, cedar. That one is really really good. Um, that one was actually that was written by Charles Soule for the for that volume. Awesome, that's an incredible book. Um, but uh, Swamp Thing: The Root of All Evil is by Mark Millar and Grant Morrison. They teamed up for that uh, run. And it is one of the best. I would say, like Saga of Swamp Thing and Swamp Thing: The Root of All Evil are the two best that you could read. And then, obviously, Bernie Wrightson was um, one of the artists that did it one through. Uh, was it nineteen? I think it was one. Uh, twenty twenty. I think twenty one through twenty. Bernie Wrightson was the artist for that. That's what I've collected, and it's some of the best art. I th- I feel like you'll see in comic books and, and it's absolutely my favorite. The story isn't quite as good as what Saga of the Swamp Saga of Swamp Thing is. Um but the art is like I said in the last episode it's like it's just some of the best comic book art that I've ever seen and I love it the most and it it like really lends to the story even more like you can read the story but looking at these pictures that they've drawn for these, these characters is just amazing. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, Brian K Vaughn wrote some for Swamp Thing too. That is awesome. And those, that art, I can't remember who drew it, but I had said it in the last episode, it's like oil paintings and they are like standalone oil paintings that you can look at that are beyond what you're going to find in any other comic book. And it just, is amazing to me. And that's why my championship will be hard in my yeah. mind. <laughs> oh, there's one more I forgot on Daredevil too. There's um Daredevil Yellow, um, which Marvel does these like color series um books, yes. and um that's a really good trade paperback. So if you're looking for like something easy to pick up for a, a new reader, that's probably a really good one. Uh, yep. Spider Man Yellow. Yeah, you gave or me Dare, that Daredevil at one Yellow. point. Yeah. So, um, 
on Spider-Man. Um, this one's tough because there's so much out there. But obviously, we all know about all the movies and the cartoons and everything. But if you're wanting to pick up something um, comic related, there's uh, a bunch of stuff in that color series we we're talking about. There's Spider-Man Blue. Um, that's a really good one for new readers. It's a trade paperback. Um, some of my favorites are Craven's Last Haunt. Uh, that's a really good series. Um, or Grim Hunt. I can't remember exactly what it's called, but um, I think it's Last Hunt. Yeah, I was look that up. Um, Spider Island. That's a that's a really good one. Uh, Ultimate Spider Man's probably a really good place to start for new readers. Now it's a different take on the character a little bit, but it's definitely a lot more modern. Um, and yes. The art is amazing, and there's all kinds of good stuff with it. Um, another one that I'm forgetting. Oh, the Gauntlet. That's a really good one. Gauntlet's one that everybody should check out. And for a while, I was reading. Uh, I think it was Dan Slot that did. Um, yeah. Superior, Superior Spider Man. Spider Man. That's one of my favorites because you had me read that uh, a few years back, and I thought it was incredible. I thought yeah, that story is unbelievable. I remember giving you that and you're like, oh, and you hadn't really read much Spider-Man. You're like, oh, wait, Spider-Man is kind of awesome. I'm like, yeah, well, that's not really Spider-Man, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a different take because Spider-Man's not in his own or his like mind is in Doc Ock's body and Doc Ock is in Spider-Man's body. So it's a different run, but it was different than what I thought Spider-Man was or like what a Spider-Man comic could be because I always thought as like Peter Parker's the good guy and you know, he just swoops around town and, and saves people. And that's fine. Like, I think that's great. I just wanted something different, some, a a different take on Spider-Man. And that was exactly it is that, um, there was two characters that were completely opposed of each other. And yet you put them in their own, you know, in different bodies and it creates a different dynamic and they each figure out, why one is doing what they're doing. And I, I thought it was incredible the way it was written. Yeah, that one was a lot of fun. I, I think, you know, you can pick up any Spider-Man comic. That's the beauty of it. They, they're so easily accessible, but Spider-Man Blue is a good place to start for a trade paperback. That's a good one. Um, on Deadpool, again, it's kind of the same thing. You can pick up any um, any. Deadpool and kind of start from there. But if I would recommend anything, uh, be there's a good trade paperback called Deadpool kills the Marvel universe or Deadpool kills Marvel, something like that. Um, it's really fun. It's kind of a, it's not Canon. It's kind of like a one-off story where Deadpool literally goes through and kills like every Marvel superhero. (laughs) And yeah. And it's a, a lot of fun. Uh, there's a huge twist at the end on the last couple pages, which is hilarious and great. Um, that's fun. But I really, really enjoyed everything. Um, I think it's, uh, well, Brian Posehn was writing and he has been writing it for a while. Brian Posehn and Duggan, I believe. Um, Hacksaw, anyway, that, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's him. I, I think it's, uh, Jerry Duggan, maybe. Dugan. I don't remember. Dugan. Is I think that it's, right? I think it's Dugan. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it's been really good since then. I used to read a lot of like cable and Deadpool, but the new Deadpool books starting, you know, from for the last decade have all been super fun and, and good good reads. But obviously the movies are incredible. So 
that's a good place to start. Too. And again, one of my favorite uh, Spider-Mans just came out by Chip, Chip Zdarsky. He did yeah. that whole through the years run. And I thought that was amazing because it was a different type of story. It was just showing Spider-Man and like how he evolved throughout the years. And I thought it was amazing. Yeah. All right. Well, now let's get to our other side of the bracket. Yes. And the South and Midwest brackets. Yeah, mine is going to be Batman versus Guardians of the Galaxy. And I've got Batman versus Thor. Interesting. Yeah. This is interesting that you ended up with Thor out there. I love Thor. I really do. (laughs) And so today I watched, or it was between yesterday and today, we started watching um, a lot of Marvel movies all over again. And we watched uh, um, Infinity War and Endgame. And again, it just, the more I watch it, the more problem I have with Thor's character through oh, all of that. Come on. I do. It doesn't bother me. It just, it it's really. It's an arc, Jerry. I know it's an arc and I appreciate what they've done with the character. I think it is good for what it is. Me personally, I just wanted more out of the Thor character because in, in Infinity War, when he comes back, after he gets like Stormbreaker and he comes back and he's like floating on uh, lightning bolts and just destroys everyone coming back in that, in the big battle on Wakanda. Like he comes back and you think this dude is coming to end it all. And then at the end of the movie, towards the end of the movie, he buries Stormbreaker right in the chest of uh, Thor or um, not Thor. Um, Thor buries Stormbreaker in the chest of Thanos, and he's like going to end it right there. He could have ended it right there, and that's when Thor says, you should have went for my head, or should have went for the head, and, and snaps his fingers. And it's like he had every stone in the Infinity Gauntlet, like had all of it there, and he buries an axe in his chest regardless of that. And the, the two streams, you know, like the stream from the Infinity Gauntlet and Stormbreaker are hitting each other and he still buries it in his chest. But yet when Endgame comes along and he doesn't have any of the stones, he has a problem fighting him. Like yeah. Thor, or I keep saying Thor, Thanos has all of this power without those stones. And I just don't feel like that, like, weighs out. I don't, I don't think that that is accurate. And it bothers me because I, it, Thor is so much stronger than that. And they should have portrayed him as stronger. And they should have had me as a writer. Is what, <laughs> is what they should have done. Well, But regardless. I do love Thor. He's made it to my final four for a reason. And that's because of how awesome of a character it is in the MCU and also in the comics, like comics for Thor have went back a long, long time. And there are a lot of stories I have not read. There are more stories I haven't read than what I do know. What I do know is that he's an awesome character and I'd have to look up stories that I've read because I can't remember them off the top of my head. But I think the God of Thunder is very much um, a Final Four candidate. Because he's amazing. But is he a championship candidate? Um, not against Batman. <laughs> I mean, if we're, if we're weighing him against Batman right now in my world, and Batman is my world, 
So I ran around as Batman since I was in kindergarten. I dressed up as Batman in kindergarten. And before I ever got engaged to my wife, I ran around her house as a teenager in a Batman suit. So you picked Batman. So I picked Batman. Yes. <laughs> All right. I figured that. I had a little more difficult one, I think, because I think Guardians of the Galaxy is superior to Thor. Um, well, but, actually, I shouldn't say that. I mean, honestly, if you look at the whole, you're right. Thor's probably got a lot more going on. Um, but I just, I only really know Thor significantly from the movies. And I only know Guardians of the Galaxy really from the movies. And of those, I like the Guardians of the Galaxy movies better. So I went with Guardians of the Galaxy, um, which I really, really love. But when you stack it up against Batman, even though I love those movies, probably more than any Batman movie that's come out. Um, still, when you it got you got to go come back to the whole of it. And a lot of that has to do with comics because the Batman has had such amazing comics. So I'm going to pick Batman as well. Yes. So it, at the end of the at the end of the day, you've got to go with Batman across the board because of the amount of story you're getting with Batman. Batman has been I think Batman is bigger than Superman in all of comics. Oh, I would probably agree with that. Yeah. I mean, Superman is the epitome of what a superhero is, right? Like when you think of a superhero, most people think like Superman first. Because you think about flight and, and like impenetrable and all these kind of things. And that's what Superman is. So a lot of people, when they gravitate towards comics, they think of Superman first because it is what it is. Batman, to well, me, Batman's not a superhero, you know? He is. He's a it, vigilante crime fighter. Right. Exactly. He's also a human being. And I yeah. th- and that's what, what I've al- always gravitated towards is that... Uh, like Batman is a person. He's not now, an alien. Now a lot alien. of people don't like Batman because they think it's unrealistic. See, and that's what I love about it. that he goes, you know, goes toe to toe with. My biggest thing is that I love the fact that a human being can be smart enough and can overcome any adversity that is thrown their way to win. And I feel like that's obviously that's what Batman is. Like he is the guy that can always see the bigger picture, can always see the way around things, can always see how to defeat the ultimate enemy. And I think like all of us, like based in humanity, need that at certain times because everyone feels like they're down or broken or beat up by something in their life. But at some point, you're going to figure out how to beat that as long as you put your mind to it. And that's what Batman does. He puts his mind to it like above anything else. He may have gadgets. He may have a bunch of money at the end of the day. When you read those comics or, or watch a movie, it ends up being like his mind and like how to figure out how to get around it besides gadgets. It's just his mind and what he can do to overcome the overall evil. And I think that's really uplifting, even though a lot of the comics are dark and gloomy and uh, gritty. It it really just stems from him being like mentally strong and being able to overcome the evil that's upon 
everyone. And he's yeah. the only one that has the ability to do that in those books. And it, yeah. I love it. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I, I, I'm not, I don't have anything to add because that's exactly right. I mean, there has been every story possibly told about Batman has been told and yet they keep coming up with new ones. They so do. Um, the best people work on it. And it's amazing. There's a bunch that I'm way behind on that I want to be more up to date on, especially the new Scott Snyder stuff. Yeah. Um, that and the whole heavy metal. Um, uh, what is yeah, it? Uh, um, no, that's what it is, isn't it? Like, uh, it's not is heavy. That, it's not heavy metal. It's um, Dark me- Knight's metal. Dark, Dark Knight. Metal. Yeah, Dark Knight metal. Right. What's the new one, the one where he was carrying around Joker's head in the lantern? The Last Night on Earth. Is that what that one? I thought yeah. that was the Scott Snyder one, no? Yeah, he did that as well with Greg Capullo. Okay. Um, and yeah, I yeah. haven't read so all I'm of behind I, on both of those. I haven't read that either. And, and I brought it up on, on Snarf Talk saying how I wanted to read this so bad. And I still do, but I have not read it yet. And I've yeah. heard it's really good. So um, if you can pick like your top few batman iterations whether it be movies or comics or for people to check out what would you suggest uh year one is really good i love year one um, yeah that, that would be one of mine too is uh and that was frank miller right yes did uh, year one and it's a good it's a good intro to batman because it gives like some of his origin story and you know like his early on days yeah. it's a definitely a great one it's um, year, yeah, year one, Dark Knight Returns. Um, Dark Knight is, Returns too is is great because it's and, and it's like the opposite. It's Batman at the end of his career, and it's it's interesting because it's really not in any continuity, so to speak. It's just kind of its own story that sits on its own. Yes. but it's a really good story, and it's one any everybody should read for sure. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, the Long Halloween obviously is also a very, very good uh, Batman book. And that's like every that, uh, Jeff Loeb, Jeff Loeb. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Loeb does that. Um, that's like every bad guy, like that you could think of all in wrapped up in one book um, or a couple books really. Um, and, that might be the best, like of all the ones we've said, like for somebody wanting to get into uh, that knows a little bit about Batman, but just wants something fun to read that is very Batman. That's that's a good one to start with because it, it it's all over the place and it's it's a great book. Yeah, the the man who laughs. I love Ed Brubaker, and Ed Brubaker did a story called the the man who laughs, like in two, like in the early two thousands, um, and that was a big time Joker story that I think is phenomenal that people should read. Um, Hush obviously is a huge book. If you haven't heard of Hush, you need to go look it up because that's another yeah. Jeff Loeb. Don't watch or Jim Lee and Jeff Loeb like together that, that Jim Lee is one of the best Batman artists of all time. Um, he continues to like base his career off of just drawing like single sketches of Batman and he will sell them for thousands of dollars because he is the guy who draws Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's a great one too. And then obviously we've talked about it a bunch of times is uh court of owls, uh, court of owls with 
Scott Snyder and he's Scott Scott Snyder's the uh writer and then Greg Capullo's the artist. You can't beat that in my mind. Yeah, I'd throw in a couple more. That's a great starting point for anybody that wants to pick up something. I'd start with that new 52 run just because it's really fun and easy to read. Um, I'd throw in probably a couple more. Uh, Death in the Family. Yes. Not the new, not Death of the Family, the old one. Well, both of those, I would say. Both of those. But the new one is part of the new 52 run. Yes. Uh, Death in the Family is really good. Um, uh, Man, I'm blanking. Oh, Arkham Asylum. By Grant Morrison. Oh yeah, Grant Morrison had a killer run, and he, Grant Morrison always does things that are like way beyond what you would ever think of, because he's uh, I'm a positive on drugs all the time. Yeah, and uh, speaking of Grant Morrison, he started. There was a book, um, and I think it's I don't know if it's still going or not, but it was called Batman Incorporated. That's a really really fun one too. Yeah, I that's one read I would that definitely in a long check time. out. I don't even know if I finished that actually, which is kind of sad. It's crazy how many, um, oh, The Killing Joke by Alan Moore. Yes. It's a great one. And there's a, a movie of that as well that you need to watch. There's a yeah, DC that's also a animated movie. movie that we went and saw in theaters. Yeah, that's right. Um, there's so many. Like all of those are a great place to start. You can also just like search Google for best Batman stories. There's it, right. that, There's a hundred more that we're not even thinking of right now so that character is great um as far as guardians of the galaxy goes i mean the only thing i can really point to is the movies and if you haven't seen them shame on you go see those movies correct or rent those movies but i've not read any of the comics really i've watched the cartoon it's pretty good but i mean i'm not gonna tell people to go to watch the cartoon so um right and i don't really have any thor things to point out i haven't read a lot of thor it's basically based off the movies for me thor ragnarok being the best of them Yes, by far. Thor Ragnarok is the best. Again, I just am upset about how they downplay Thor in those movies. I think yeah. he should be played up. Have a you gone bit. back and watched The Dark World? Um, yeah. When when did I watch that? I'm guessing it's not as bad as everybody remembers. It's been it. this year and I don't hate it. But, I didn't hate it then. I thought it was a good movie at the time. I thought it was interesting they were kind of doing something different with it. And again, we were coming off the first Thor, which was played completely differently Yes. than where, where they've gone with that character. And I actually thought The Dark World was a pretty good movie. I like The Dark World better, actually, than the first movie because the first movie is so removed from what you see of Chris Hemsworth and Thor. Like, they change it completely, yeah. or Chris Hemsworth does maybe. I, I don't know if it was actually written differently or if he just plays it differently, but um, the first one is is kind of strange to go back and watch. If I, you've I seen all of them, I love the first one. I really do. I like the first one a lot. I uh, like it. it. I think, but it's a it very is good completely movie. different. Yeah, yeah. It's just so strange to see him, and maybe maybe they did it that way because he's he's at home. You know what I mean? Like you see him at home, like doing I his think own they thing. Did it. I think they did that way because they didn't know. I think Chris Hemsworth was not a big actor and they didn't know what they had and how kind of brilliant of an actor he is comedically and all of the above. So, but he kind of transitions. He does a good job with it because that iteration of Thor, he is kind of like that through the Avengers movies too. It, 
he really does arc as a character pretty significantly. Big time. And I think most of that was probably Hemsworth, to be honest. Yes, I would agree, because he was trying to find the character to begin with. And it, and it changes because of what his job is throughout the storyline. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, him at, like I said, at home, like on Asgard, just fighting Loki is different than him coming and fighting with the Avengers and having to deal with that kind of stuff. Like he's yeah. two different characters in that way because he has different things to fight. I don't know. So that's it. That's a final four. Um, final the championship for me will be Spider-Man versus Batman in the championship. And I've got Swamp Thing versus Batman. Yeah. And they've, they've fought a time or two. They have. A complete DC championship for Jerry. Who would have thought? Yeah, and I'm uh, across the board. You know, Spider Man, Batman. I got both. I'm Even representing Keel both. Chris. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be a tough one for me. I mean, I know, I know what you're going to pick, so it doesn't matter. But I don't know if you do. I really don't think- know if you do because I honestly don't know what I'm going to do. I've said it throughout this whole thing. I knew these two people were gonna were going to meet. Once I saw them on opposite sides of the bracket, I knew at the end of the day they were going to meet in the championship. And honestly, I don't really know who would win. Yeah. At this point. And I'm glad I, we're waiting because I, I don't need believe to think you about for it. one second, but That's um, fine. <laughs> I, I truly don't know who's going to win mine. I really don't. I, mine is very, very close for me. Well, you're being I, silly. I you're being silly. No, I'm not being silly. There's a clear winner in your bracket. No, 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 there's not. So that's it. We'll do our championship next week and we'll try to have the results of the bracket challenge to see who our winners are. It all depends on if we can actually go outside, Chris. Yeah. Even Um, though I'm at the office every day, I could probably just get them. Right. You probably could. You're just lazy. (laughs) Um, Um, So you got any news? I do have some news. So uh, the Batman film obviously by Matt Reeves has is dead, dead in the water. Well, it was filming and now it is dead because of the whole COVID uh, coronavirus issue. Um, but they apparently had shot 25% of the movie at this point. So okay. 25% of the production is done. And what Matt Reeves had said is that it, it changes like what they've, where they stopped has changed nothing of his storyline because he has a very specific noir mystery that he is filming. Okay. And I thought that was really interesting to hear is that it was a noir mystery. I like mystery. I don't know about noir, but we'll see. Well, I I think we kind of figured it was noir, didn't we? I mean, it was, it seemed that way from all of the (sighs) video that you've seen, the pictures you've seen. That's a pretty specific genre. It is, but... I thought we gathered that from, again, the video and pictures you've seen of it. It looks noir-esque. So he's going to be, like, sitting behind a desk. He's a detective. Wearing one of those hats and, like, some, some like, starlet, like, 50s-looking woman's going to walk in and be, like, telling hey, his, her issues. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're all going to be smoking the cigarettes on the long sticks. Yeah, of course. And everybody drinks whiskey and they say, hey, Mr. Detective, what you got going today? Yeah, that's going to be it. That's going to be the Batman movie. Yeah, I'm I'm into it. If that no, literally was excited. the movie, I would be in for that. And I'd be like, I want to see Batman talk like that. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for it. I, it. You know, 
we, it's been confirmed they're bringing Danny DeVito back as the Penguin, so I'm pretty excited about that. It was? I did not hear <laughs> no, this. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, what the F? Because I was pretty sure that was uh, Colin... What's that guy's name? Colin Farrell. Is he going to yes. be the Penguin? That's what I heard. I thought he was Two-Face. I, I don't remember. Oh my gosh, there's so many speculations. That there's so many characters. There really is. Yeah. There's a ton. And the whole speculation to begin with was that it was the long Halloween. Um, the the book that we told you guys to read earlier in this podcast. Yeah, which I've has also been said they're doing an animated one of that was supposed to be coming out in right. the next year or so. So but I don't know. Hopefully they that's... don't follow the same path as Hush. Oh no, hopefully not. Um, I mean, I liked the movie, the Hush movie. It just was not the comic book. It's not so the comic why book. make it? Yes. Why make it? Why not just call it something else or something? I don't know. I don't get it. It was a completely different story. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't and it care carried for none it. of the interesting things about the book. It's like they didn't understand what was interesting about the book. I like I I liked that there was interesting things about the movie, especially like yeah, if kind of you the have relationship that movie, with him, him and Catwoman was great. It was great, but if you have that movie as a standalone and don't call it Hush, it's fine. But you yeah. you said it's Hush, like the mo- that that was supposed to be the comic book turned into a movie, and that is not what they did. It's just there's a very specific tone to that book, and when you read it, you really get sucked into the mystery and the darkness of it all. Yeah. And then to do it the way they did in the movie, it just really missed for me. But I completely agree. It missed for me as well. I think the art's really good and how they animated it is fine, but the story is also fine. I'm pissed off because I bought it like the day it came out on streaming right. for like 20 bucks. And like the next day it was on the DC streaming app. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, that's what a lot of people are doing with Disney Plus right now. Because like Onward came out streaming that you could rent for like a week. And then the next week it was free on Disney Plus. Yeah. And definitely watch that because it is the, oh, it's an amazing movie. Really, really good movie. It is very good. It's not the best. It's really good though. It's up there. I'm going to have to watch it again because I would say top five. Like we, again, in the last episode, we talked a lot about it, but I would say top five, but I had issues with it for a little bit. I felt like it was a little bit slow. My, my kids were watching Marley did the $20 rental for, um, trolls world tour. The $20 rental. Well, yeah, because it's it's supposed to be in theaters right now. So oh, like all the you. movies that are supposed to be in theaters, you can get them for $20. I thought you were buying them, but no, you're just renting them okay. for $20. Well, I've been trying to get my kids to watch that because I love Trolls. I love the movie Trolls. I think it's great. And I've been trying to get them to get into Trolls again and watch this movie. And none of them have done it. So I have never clicked on it or paid attention I didn't to watch it. it. I came home for lunch and I kind of caught some of it. I to me, it, it didn't look very good compared to the first one, but I didn't see very much of it. Marley said it was pretty good. She enjoyed it. So. To be fair, you also thought Frozen 2 sucked. So I didn't. Yeah, I didn't say <laughs> that it sucked, but. <laughs> but you also said like, oh, Frozen is such a superior movie than Frozen 2. Yeah, that was really wrong. <laughs> it was. It was heinous, actually. Yeah. It was like one of those Law & Order like in the beginning of Law and Order, where they say all these heinous acts have occurred, 
They're talking about you. I committed those heinous you, acts. You committed those all while speaking about Frozen. Yeah. What an yeah, idiot. That's all right. Next, Spawn is going to have a live action movie. Did you know this? I did not know this. Yes. Spawn is coming to a live action theater near you at some point in the future. And who is, um, who is producing this movie? Writing and directing is Todd McFarlane. Oh, I did know this. Yeah. And uh, I think that's awesome. Yeah. That news has been out for a while, I think. Yeah. Well, and I just happened to stumble. I think upon we it. talked about it before, actually. But so um, what he had put out, and the reason I saw it in a news article is that he, he said, like, he's still writing, like, he's still going to write it, which he's already written it, but he's doing some, like, edits. Um, he still plans on directing it. He said that this uh, halt you know, in all of movies and whatnot because of the virus isn't um, holding him up at all. It's not holding up production at all because they haven't started production. They're still trying to get people um, to buy into the movie. But apparently Jamie Foxx is bought in and going to act in it no matter what. And he put up so a picture of him and Jamie Foxx. So he'll Fox. be a spawn for sure. Right. He's going to be spawn. Um, yeah, he'll, he'll be great at that. Of course. I hope he's um, a lot better than what he is in Spider-Man. That movie cannot be a one-off. It's got to be a trilogy or something because you just can't do anything you need to do in two hours. You just can't. They're just going to give us another origin story, which is fine. We need it because it, there's not an audience for that. Yeah. So, And I, I would take the origin story because I, so I don't I. even remember that much. But um, yep. it's you're not going to be able to accomplish enough in a two-hour movie. It's going to have to have be sequelized. That's, so he didn't say anything about they, that, but he, they talked they about... They need to do it. They, they talked about the movie coming out um, on a streaming platform or it being a series, you know, like a, an actual TV show. And he said there is a place for it to be a TV show or a series, but he wants it to be a theatrical released movie to begin with because he said it's something he's never done. And it's, and it's a completely selfish type of want in his world he he said he has an itch to scratch and it is having a theatrical release movie that he writes and directs so that's what he wants to do he wants to start it that way and he said where it goes from there he doesn't care he said does it go on to a streaming platform most likely it will he said but how that happens hasn't been dictated yet because he wants to finish this one project and get it out in movie theaters because he thinks that's the best way to view the original story. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, normally, I wouldn't agree with that. Uh, and I would love to see that on an Amazon or an HBO. But I completely agree with him. I think that that story is not... That story is a, is a theatrical, cinematic mm -hmm story i think that's the best place for it i think he's absolutely right it just wouldn't i don't know that it would feel right to do a live action like hbo or amazon series although i would love to see it i would but, love to see it too it just it's so big like the art he does is so big and like in special your face effects and, and you really got to nail the special effects and you do i and think i think it'd be better in the movie theater i agree with them yeah i i do too i i'm excited for it and i'm glad that he has such a passion to do this project and not just be comfortable in doing the art for the comic book. You know what I mean? Like I want to see him tied into this cause I feel like it'll be done the correct way. Like yeah. it's going to be done. I, right. 
I mean, I guess I say that with a grain of salt because I would probably have normally said the same thing about Daredevil, but that that was so good on as a series. You could do something that looked a lot like Daredevil with Spawn, but the cost is yes. just going to be so much more. I mean, to do the special effects, it's, it's not even close. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be huge for for all of that because just because of the way it is. Yeah, the special effects throw it out of the world expensive. Yeah. Um, so cool. that was one. Well, that's exciting. Uh, and then a bad one that kind of came out was that Disney World, um, and Disney has a union for all of their workers and whatnot, and they are apparently going to furlough forty three thousand employees. Wow! Um, as of right now, because of the virus going on, and a furlough isn't terrible. Um, yeah, isn't that paid leave? So no, yes and no. So right now they won't be paid. This is what I know of what the government does. So the government will furlough you, and and it's for an extended period of time where you are furloughed, and you don't you're not paid while you're off for that amount of time, but you will be back paid once you come back to work for that time. Okay. Um. So I believe that it, that's the same case for them is where the all of those employees are basically. Uh, let go at the moment and not working and they won't pay you right now but when you come back to work you'll get back paid a, a percentage or the full amount of what of what you are owed but hourly employees how do you do that i mean if you had part-time yeah. employees i guess that's a certain percentage and if you had full-time employees i guess they pay you your full-time wage i, I don't know yeah, it's really interesting to see what's going to happen with Disney. I mean, obviously, they're not as a huge of a company as a lot of people, I think, think that they are. Um, and I think I'm are, one of those people. Like, aren't they? They are an enormous it, company in my mind. Yeah, they are. A, they are a big, big company. Obviously, if they got 43,000 workers, then that's just a, a fraction of them. Probably, and that's just but, what they're furloughing. Yeah. I mean, there's but other But if you workers. look at like the the actual like market value of it, I mean, there's a real possibility that a company like Apple could come in and swoop in and buy Disney. Like that's because a real of this? thing. You think so? Yeah. I mean, the stock value is way down. Um, they might want a cash infusion after this. They're going to have a lot of um, expenses. They're going to need capital. And it's not out of the realm of possibility that Apple, a company that's trying to start a streaming service of their own with I probably pretty poor results, even though some of the content they have looks amazing. But have you watched I anything? I haven't watched anything, and I'm uh, like, and I have it. I got it for free. I don't have for it. a year. I got it for free for a year, um, and I haven't watched one thing on it. And can you I think tell me spending. how you got that for free for a year? Yeah, um, I they had a promo going last year. Like right now, like October it started, and if you bought a new Apple device of any kind between like October and Christmas, and it might still be going on, I have no idea. Okay, you got a free year of Apple Plus, and I just happened to get a new phone. My my phone actually overheated and melted. Really? Yeah. In your uh, pocket, yeah. and it burnt no. your testicles off. No, no. Wow. I left it on the dash of a boat. Oh, so the sun was on it, and yeah, okay. It just never. It, it it popped up a message that said it's shutting down because it's too hot, and it never turned back on. So anyway, hmm. I had gotten a phone. This was like in July or August. I think it was in August or, or early September. I think it was around Labor Day, 
And I don't know. I just sent him an email. I'm like, oh, I saw you got this promo. I just got this phone like two months ago. Can I have the free year? And they're like, yep. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. No, I got that. And I haven't watched anything on it yet. But they got some cool looking stuff. And they got some stuff in the pipeline that sounds really cool. But anyway, my point of all that was they have enough cash right now. They have enough cash on hand, cash, to buy Disney. Really? Apple yeah, does. So, yeah, they're, I but think they're one of the, Wasn't there a big thing with the, with the government saying that they weren't going to allow monopolies like that, though? Well, that's like, not really a monopoly. How's that a monopoly? Well, I mean, Apple takes over Disney. I mean, Apple has everything in... I mean, in the electronics world that they're taking over the um, uh, internet, like, what's that? What would that be called? Like, internet buying, internet market, um, internet superstore world, and then they're going to buy all of the, all of Disney. That is, I, don't, I, I don't think that would be a monopoly in any way. I mean, Apple competes with... They would um, own everything. They would own movie like all of the movie properties that Disney has, they would own the TV rights to all of Disney has as they would own everything. Yeah, but that, there's other studios. There's other studios, lots of them, but it's getting fewer and fewer. If Apple is, buys yeah. them all. Well, the Apple doesn't own any of them right now. So, but Apple owns itself and then Apple would own Disney and Fox and whatever else Disney owns. What else does? Yeah, Disney but there's own? still like Sony and Paramount and, there's still Universal. There's a bunch of stuff out there. I don't feel like that. that's that much stuff once Apple gets their hands on it. I don't think that would be considered a monopoly. I don't know. I think you need to keep the diversity. Now, I don't if want, Disney I, went out and bought like NBC Universal, that would be con- probably considered a monopoly. But So you think if Disney bought a different entity that that's a monopoly, but if Amazon bought Disney... It's not. I mean, no, it's, it's the not, same it's, thing. No, it's not because Amazon or Apple competes with Amazon, Google, Samsung in the electronics world. Apple right. doesn't compete in um, the studio or theme park world. But if Disney bought Universal, which is their main competitor in the theme park world, that would be a different story. I mean, theme park. Th- I think theme parks are, are like a side story right here. I'm talking about like production of movies and you TV know, shows. Do you know that uh, vastly the majority of Disney's income comes from theme parks? Well, I mean, for the amount of one beer, yeah, I could understand that. <laughs> no, but that is their main business. And I didn't think so either. I was actually, I, I thought the same thing as you, that um, the majority of that company was the movies and the TVs and all that stuff. Even after but, all of the Infinity War and Endgame stuff? Yeah, no, seriously. Um, the, it's, it's mostly a theme park company. <laughs> they have Holy all smokes. those overseas theme parks, you know, in China and Japan and in France and all over the world, and that's where they get a significant part of their revenue from. So like bajillions, I believe that's... Again, like I said, they're not a huge, huge, huge company. Like it, when you stack them up against... Um, you know, uh, let's say Comcast or Apple or um, Comcast Samsung. Comcast is bigger than Disney? I think so, yeah. 
Yeah, I think so. We're going to need to pull up the figures on that. They're a telecommunications company. AT&T is way bigger than Disney. AT&T, Comcast, those kind of companies for sure. No shit. Yeah, Apple, Amazon, Google. These companies are way bigger than Disney. I guess I just never paid attention to that. You just assume that Disney's bigger than them because you only hear about Disney. I mean, on on a regular basis. And you don't think about AT&T or Google or them in the same bracket because you're thinking of Disney having a hand in almost everything. But I, I get the point when you're talking about a, a telecommunications company and being involved with basically everything we do on a daily basis that you don't pay attention to. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, uh, there's all kinds of Verizon, you know, that's a huge yeah. company. Um, can you hear me? So, yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Good. <laughs> it got me. Uh, I did get you. And you know All why? Right, you because we're communicating over. We should be smoking pipes while we're here because I got mine. I got, my, one. Uh, I got one right over there. It turns out it, I'm, it's frowned upon to smoke a pipe in your house. But if you just puff on it, it still has the residual tobacco taste it does i've got three of them sitting on a shelf over there that you can't you see. have a church warden don't you i do i do have a church warden and you know where i got that i got that at the old fair that we go to ye old bristol renaissance fair yes we went into the old uh what is that ron's smoke shop or don's <laughs> pipe place danny boy's pipe shop danny boy's pipe place oh um, danny boy Tub the thumping. pipes, the pipes are calling. <laughs> That's a pretty good song. Yeah. I like that. So keep it on the Disney. That's a real song. You know that, right? No, I did not know that. You've what never is... heard Danny Boy? I mean, I've heard Danny Boy by the same people that sang uh, Tub Thumping. Uh, Chumbawamba? Chumbawamba, yeah. No, Danny that. Boy is like an old Irish song. It's been around forever. Really? That's how it goes, yeah. Are the pipes really calling, Danny? The pipes, the pipes are calling. <laughs> da, 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 da. It's like a church song, I think. Oh, okay. I believe you. I, well, I have a church one. Anyway, do you um, have more news? Yeah, keeping on the old Disney uh, track here, they apparently have a new live-action remake they are going to do. Guess what that, that, that would be. Let's see. What have they done so far? Let me guess this because I don't know. Okay. So they've done Jungle Book. They've done Aladdin. They've done Lion King. They've done Beauty and the Beast. They've done Alice in Wonderland. Cinderella they've done. Am I miss, missing anything else? Mulan. Well, Mulan's not out yet. but It's not out, but they've done it. I mean, it's, it's What done. haven't they done? They have not done Peter Pan. They have not done Robin Hood. They haven't done... Um, they haven't done... Uh, Probably, I'll say Robin Hood. Correct. You are right. They are set to do a remake, a CGI live remake of Robin Hood. They're calling it a CGI Disney Plus exclusive. Wait, 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 stop. Animals Robin Hood? Uh, That's the one that I saw in the picture. Are they going to be human beings? No, I think it's going to be a fox. That's interesting. That actually is interesting to me. So when I, when I, you know, I would have assumed it would have just been like a regular Robin Hood, like 
like they get Kevin Costner back in the fold and just do like the Disney story version of that. I so. wish they would because I love Kevin Costner. Um, um, but no, and I actually watched the new Robin Hood, the one with Jamie Foxx mm-hmm. and Taron Edgerton. Yeah. It's pretty good. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I'm going to have to watch it because I'm a huge critic of Robin Hood. Of Robin Hoods? Yeah, all uh, the Robin Hoods. Uh, I, I, re- I, I thought it was pretty good. It's, it's different. I mean, it's more uh modern i guess i don't know but and it's more actiony i don't know i liked it a lot but um so this this caught i assume my attention. That, that that's what they would do this caught my attention because at first when i started reading the article and uh, and i saw that they were doing a live action i was like oh great so they're gonna change the fox into a human and and do basically like a robin hood prince of thieves thing all over again um but then at once I started reading it, they specifically said a CGI exclusive for Disney Plus. Interesting. And so uh, once they said for sure. once they said CGI exclusive, that's when I knew like they're going to do the fox, they're gonna have a bear, they're gonna have all the animals involved with the original Robin Hood and do it like a Lion King and make them look like realistic, I guess. Mm. It'd be cool if they did it stop motion animation like Fantastic Mr. Fox. That'd be interesting. Oh my god. I love Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah. Do you like that so, movie? Yeah, I love that movie. I think I it's it. so great. Me and Pagoda, uh my man Pagoda, he's been on the show quite often. Um he he and I enjoy that show quite a bit. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh did you know that the Robin Hood movie, the animated Robin Hood, that they did that on the cheap, and they had a they reused a bunch of the animation cells from the Jungle Book. I did know that because if you watch it, you can clearly tell it's from the Jungle Book. Yeah, like the snake and Baloo and all yeah. them. Yeah, when I the first time I ever watched that, well, I, I shouldn't say the first time I ever watched that. David Seentap's going to call me out because he's going to be like. How did you have so much time raising raccoons and watching all of your shows after TV and still knowing that Robin Hood and this movie were the same? Because he calls me out on that stuff all the time. Um, but I did notice it right off the bat because I remember asking my mom, and my mom would tell you that I said, we're watching the same movie. Like I, I'm watching The Jungle Book. She's like, no, this is Robin Hood. No, it looks like the Jungle Book because it is the Jungle Book. Yeah. With a couple and, different cells. And there's a bunch of scenes like when they're running from somebody or like being chased that they just like repeat the same animation over and over again. You can tell like it's done on the cheap, but it doesn't stick out too much because it's got such good music. But honestly, it's one of one of it was one of my favorites when I was a kid. But watching it back with my kids you know, who they don't want to watch it, but I've right. made them watch it. It's not that good. <laughs> I agree. It's not that good. And um, the, the music is great though. The music is, is phenomenal. Yes. That's about it though. This is why I feel like we could create an animated movie. <laughs> what? Like we could just recreate the cells over and over again and we could do an yeah. animated movie. I don't know. I think it's a lot more work than you think it is. I think you could draw it. There's a reason why they don't make those types of movies anymore. It's all done on computers now. I, well, there, it's a lot of work. You have a bachelor in science and advertising. Yeah, <laughs> so that's, that's helpful. I mean, you could do it. 
Chris. Yeah. Well, I'm in. I'll, I'll see any of those Disney remakes. I know people shit on them all the time, which I think is ridiculous. Just don't see them if you don't want to see them. Don't mm, see them. Right. I feel the, the same only way. One that, the only one that I've seen that, well, I've never seen Cinderella. No interest in that. Nope, me either. Um, the only one of them that I didn't really care for, honestly, was Lion King. The rest of them, I thought were, I wasn't a huge fan of the Jungle Book remake. Um, so that's, that's my least favorite, I would say, is the Jungle Book, because there's one on, I believe it's a Netflix show or movie, like Netflix produced it, um, where it's called Mowgli. Yeah. And the Mowgli one, I feel like, is better than the Jungle Book that Disney did. Yeah, um, I, I wasn't a big fan of that. I did Actually, not... I think I might have liked, liked Lion King better than uh, the Jungle Book. Yes, I do too. I, I when I I was I didn't watch Jungle Book for or, um not Jungle Book but Lion King. I didn't watch Lion King for a long time because everybody was telling me or I had heard so much backlash about the movie. But then going in watching it, I didn't think it was that bad. Like, uh, yeah, it was okay. It was fine. fine. It just wasn't anything great. It didn't stand out like above the animated movie by any means. I thought it was like identical to the animated movie on quality. It's like, yep, it looks like a real tiger. Great. Right. Same story. Um, Aladdin was very good. Aladdin was great. Uh, Beauty and the Beast was good. Um, yeah, that's the one that started all off, wasn't it? Surprisingly, Alice in Wonderland, which I just recently saw like within the last six months and I never saw it. I thought it was fantastic. Very good. I like it a lot. Um, but yeah, this one, I feel the same way about this one that I did about Lion King. Like, that's fine. We will have a CGI Robin Hood now. I'll probably watch it a year after it's released and, (laughs) and tell you it's fine. See, we will probably go to the theaters to see that. We, we like to go to the movies with the kids. If we ever can. Well, they might not. Yeah, it might not ever happen again. It will happen again. Um, Another quick story I'm going to talk about. We're getting off the Disney uh, train here. And uh, Sophie Turner. Do you know Sophie Turner? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, Sansa Stark. Sansa Stark. That's the one okay thing that she's done. Yeah. Um, She was fine. Barely okay. She was fine in that show. <laughs> Uh, I guess she was really annoying for most of it. Uh, she also did a character for X-Men. Where yeah, she was, she was Jean Grey. Jean she Grey. Was the Phoenix. And the Phoenix Force. Yes. Um, and she came out and gave a statement that said she would love to reprise her role as Jean Grey. I'm sure she, I'm the sure she would. Yes, and that's exactly what I thought. I was like, of course you would love to reprise your role because that's where you're making all of your money right now. Well, even and I though don't even, I don't think she made that much money off of it. Yeah. No, but I and I also don't know what else she's gonna do because she has nothing else. She's not a good she's just not good. But I, I just read that and I have or so I wrote some notes down and right next to my notes I wrote nope. Like, nope, that's not going to happen again. It's, it's kind of a shame because like, in a that she started out with Game of Thrones, which made her like um, a big ticket actress, right? The, the so, first two seasons, the first two seasons uh, gave her her basis in that, in that story. After well, those yeah, two was, seasons, nothing. I, I thought she was awful throughout the show, but that was more the character. 
but she wasn't very good at acting it either. My point is like it's when your first thing as an actor or an actress is like some huge thing, then it's hard to step down and be like, I'm just going to do a TV show over here. Right. You know, and like it, I'm, I'm going to be on like um, some B level TV show, which can have a nice career, but she can't do that now. She's like too big to right. be in a regular thing, but not good enough to be in the big things. Yeah, you're exactly right. She's too big because of Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones propelled her like to where she's at, but it's not because of her acting or what she did in the show. It's because right. of what the show is. Yeah, and just her name recognition in because of you that. know the craziness of all that. And obviously we know how uh Phoenix panned out like as a movie. It it didn't Dark Phoenix. It didn't uh go well for her. Um but she wants to do it again. She's yeah. she's really scraping at the bottom of the barrel saying, "Please give me a role." And this is well, the I only mean, other role. I, she can have a role. I, I, I don't have a problem with her as Jean Grey. Like, if they go forward and they're like, okay, we're done with the Phoenix stuff. We're going to bring the X-Men in. If she's going to play Jean Grey, fine, whatever. Just she wouldn't be a prominent. She could be a side character. No, I don't even want that, though. I want Jean Grey to be a good actress and a good character. Like, I, yeah. want, I want them to do that character justice. I don't um, know what they're going to do with the X-Men, honestly. It's, a, it's, it's puzzling. Isn't that a big question right now? Yeah, because I, I don't know what they're going to do. Because it's weird to bring them in as like side characters in the Marvel Universe when they've been having their own run of movies for the last 20 years. Right. And how do you remake all of those? You don't. Like You no. have to go a different way with that, right? Yeah. You got, I don't know. It's just a weird situation to be in. I hope they don't like focus on Cyclops because I don't like him. <laughs> Part of me is just kind of like, maybe that's what we need. It's just side character X-Men somehow because we've had an awful lot of X-Men. You know what we need more of? Wolverine. What? That's yeah. what we need more of. Yeah. I want to see that's more true. of him. I agree. I think he's a phenomenal character and everybody loves him. Like throw us some Wolverine and you're going to do fine. And then yeah. start bringing in the side characters. I, I would agree with that. I mean, there's some other cool characters you could definitely bring in. Oh, there's a That's ton. why I'm saying like bring in characters to serve the story. The Mar the Marvel's making don't like force and storm a whole reboot like, of, don't you think yeah, they could do a yes. huge story with storm? Definitely. That's what I'm saying. Like pick and choose, right? Bring in Storm, bring in Wolverine, but like, do we need more Xavier and Magneto? I don't know. Maybe not no, right now. I don't think we do. Honestly. So that was a little tidbit. I just wanted to bring it up because I thought it was funny. And I was like, no, you, you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna play that role again. I can guarantee you that. Uh, the last little tidbit of news I have is about Kevin Smith, our old buddy, Kevin Smith. Mr. Kevin Smith. Apparently, he came out in a, uh, an interview with a variety and said that he is still owed royalties from Clerks, the original release of Clerks. I'm sure he is. I, I find this like amazing that once I started reading it, it was a huge article. And so when he first released, he sold Clerks to Miramax, but he also got royalties from 
whatever happened from that movie. For seven years, he saw zero royalties after that movie was, was released. And his lawyer was telling him, you need to audit them to get your money back. And he's like, no, I don't want to audit the people I'm working with. Like I'm in business with these people. And that would be bad business like to do that right now. And his lawyer kept saying like, Hey, listen, you have gotten no money off of this. I think you should do it. He ignored it. They released clerks too. And he had still not gotten any money from clerks. So he decided to audit them and got a portion of it, but still has not seen all of what he was supposed to get by contract. Um, so, like I said, he's gotten some, but he's released two Clerks movies and not gotten the full royalties from the very first one he released. And that's unbelievable. Yeah, well, that's how Hollywood works, unfortunately. Right. Um, but apparently he's still trying. He's yeah. still trying to get it. And I, well, don't I know, know that was Jeff Anderson. Now. After Clerks 2, there was a big problem uh, with that one, too. Uh, they weren't giving out the royalties, and they keep saying that the money, you know, this is what the studios do. They just design ways for things to be expenses on movies, and a lot of the royalties are based off profits. So they can basically just finagle their accounting to make it seem like a movie is never profitable, so they never have to pay out any royalties. Right. So that's what happens. And that was Jeff Anderson's big, and he played Randall. Um, that was his big complaint after Clerks 2. That's why he he wouldn't make another movie until recently. He's obviously signed on, and, and they're going to be working on the third Clerks movie, which Kevin Smith is writing now. I just uh, read an article, or no, I listened to uh, Fat Man on Batman. He was talking about how he's been writing uh, during the quarantine and stuff. So um, I did rewatch. Uh, Oh, we should save that for what we're watching. Well, no, we're talking about Kevin Smith right now. I yeah. rewatched uh, Jane Silent Bob reboot last night. And? <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it's it's interesting to watch it in a diff- different atmosphere. We went and saw it at live um, at the movie theater full of fans. And I really, really honestly, I enjoyed it. I had some problems with the movie. But overall, like, I thought the second half kind of redeemed the first half. It was and there very was a lot fun. Of it was a very fun and it was a very funny movie at the theater. Uh, and man, it is. It, and honestly, when I watched it at home, I thought the first thought I had, because that was my one issue with the movie in the theater. I'm like, it's weird how they, this looks like a YouTube video. It doesn't look like a movie. Yes. Like it's shot like too in focus, like too many frames per second, like too much lighting. I don't know, like something. And when I watched it at home, I'm like, oh, this looks a lot better at home. And it did. It does look better, I think. Okay. Um, but, like, st- the acting. Some of the acting is so rough. And then also, like, some of the just super, you know, uh, politically correct. I don't, I don't want to say politically correct. That's not the right word. Like, some of the progressive stuff in it is just, right. like, it's just so forced. It it's is like we get it. You're a vegan. Like we get it. You know, how to say it like eight thousand times. And we 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 did notice a lot of that the first showing, like that we saw. But I could understand seeing it at home. It would be a lot more. Like it was. It, it was face. still. I still enjoyed it. When you like, I still when you laughed. go and see a movie with the director sitting there in the movie, and you're like in the moment with 
the people that created it, it's a different experience than just watching it on your own at home without yeah. that. Don't you think? Yeah, but I still laughed out loud at several occasions. And actually, Marley watched some of it, and she was actually laughing quite a bit of it, too. It's got some funny moments. It's it's just got a lot of, you know, issues, too. It's still a fun movie. Um, I don't know that I'll need to watch it again. It's certainly not as good as any of his, like, original movies. Like yeah. any movie before Tusk and Yogozers. <laughs> right. Which I think doesn't i mean it doesn't surprise me it really worries me though because i love clerks and clerks 2 so much it really worries me for clerks 3 i'm like can you just make it like a real movie please right like i want a a real movie yeah you know (laughs) yeah and i don't know that either he's gonna have the budget for that or he's capable of that anymore i don't really know we we will find out because apparently it's going to happen so anyway, I was I did rewatch that, so that was a little early. I'll have to, yeah, I'll have to go see. I'll have to watch that again because you said it's free on Amazon right now, right? Yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. Okay, I'll have to check it out. That's all I got for uh, the news. Sweet. So we well, won't... we can do some what we're watching here. My battery's almost out of my laptop, and I don't have a charger, so we'll kind of uh, move quickly. Okay. <laughs> um. I got a couple things I've been watching. Um, Jane Silent Bob Reboot, obviously. The main things I've been watching, catching up on is Dave, um, which I absolutely love. And I think it's the best show of the year. And it is, it's a really, really good show. I agree. It is. We have a little bit of Hulu. And it's also apparently on FXX. we, We have a little bit of a different take on the most recent episode. I thought it was out of left field and it didn't feel like the same show. Um, I agree with that a hundred percent. It was out of left field and it didn't feel like the same show. And to me coming into that, like I wasn't, I wasn't prepared for that type of episode. It was different than everything we've watched and it, I didn't enjoy it just because it wasn't the same show that I was expecting to see. It was, I didn't think it was funny, which is fine. You can have a heartfelt, like a uh, slow episode that has a good story, but I didn't even feel like it was a good story. It was boring to me because it was just about two side characters that we've seen throughout the show that had a one night stand basically, but then they want to progress it to more. And it just was so slow and it was the same scene over and over again that I felt like didn't add to anything that I wanted. Yeah, I mean, I know that's what you said initially and I just had a completely opposite reaction. I absolutely loved that episode. I thought it was some, they went, did something really interesting and different and kind of went off on this side tangent that I thought was really interesting. I thought the, I thought the story was pretty, to me, I, I thought it was very interesting and engaging. So I don't really know why the difference may, I, I totally agree that it was completely different than what had come before. And so it feels out of place, but I like that. And I like that they're like pushing into new boundaries. Yeah. I would have um, liked that if they had done it earlier in the show, like if they had done it second episode, it would have felt more like the show to me because you've already tied it into those characters right off the bat. And then going forward, you could expect that from 
parts of the show. Not, and I'm not saying like you need to ex- expect the same thing out of a show. It's just that this was so removed from what I had seen before that it didn't feel the same to me. And I didn't like it because of that. You know, FX seems to do that a lot. They kind of did that um, on the show Atlanta with, um, uh, what's the guy's name that is in Atlanta? Um, uh, <sighs> I'm not going to think of it because I can never think uh, of anything. Donald on show. Uh, Glover. Donald, Donald Glover. Um, and a couple other shows like Louie would do that occasionally. They kind of have these shows that have kind of weird artistic tangents to them. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what they were kind of doing here, I think. And I really, really thought it was cool. I enjoyed it. So I like that show a lot, but I'm, I'm glad yeah. that wasn't, I thought it was the last episode and I'm like, well, that pisses me off, but it, <laughs> yeah, I don't right. think it is. No, it's not uh, the last episode, but and I, I, I will say like, I don't necessarily need the, you don't need any more of that. No, I want to, I want to see a storyline progress and I know it's a comedy, but it's a, it's got a weird way of like walking a line of. And it, it doesn't, yeah. I wouldn't even call it like a dramedy. Like it doesn't have a lot of drama to it. It's pretty much a straight comedy, but somehow they really find a way to make you like engage and care about the characters in a really good way. They do. So I agree with you on that. It's just that these two characters, I didn't need to be involved with all yeah. that much. Um, the other one that I've been watching and I'm caught up on and I'm not, I think it's over now for the season is devs. So I haven't caught up on it. Okay. But you can give me your take. Um, I really enjoyed this show at the beginning. And it quickly became um, something that I don't enjoy anymore. <laughs> uh, it's just very... And maybe this won't bother you the same way it bothers me. But it's just very... I feel like it's self-indulgent. Okay. In a way that is like trying too hard to be artistic for artistic sake. I can and see they're, that. They're doing a lot of things that are just, I feel like, self-indulgent, self-indulgent and unnecessary. And they have an interesting story and they have an interesting premise. So tell your story. Right. And, Don't and, like bog us down in like, I, I get it. You, you're you trying to be like that. We got the cool soundtrack. We want to win a, an Emmy for soundtrack, which they will. Um, we get it. But like uh, we get it's enough. Yeah. They need to tell the story a little quicker because yeah. from what I've seen so far, it's like you're always wanting more, which is good in the beginning of a show. But once you crest halfway, you need to start paying out some of the story they give you so much in the first several episodes and then they just stop to a point yeah and then it all and, and stops now the season the series season finale which i think it's the season finale but the latest episode anyway was super good like they finally do progress a lot of story okay. quickly and they do let let you understand what's going on a little bit i actually really really enjoyed the last episode quite a bit um and it was shocking and it was back to the show that it was supposed to be. But there's like a good three episodes in there in the middle that I just found. They just pissed me off, to be yeah. honest. So I almost, it was almost enough for me to like be like, I'm done with this show. So, OK, well, but I, I the last need episode to watch totally the f- won, me, won me back. So we'll see where it goes from here. I think I'm actually like three episodes behind. So okay. 
I need to watch those to so see. You're going to trudge through the worst ones. <laughs> okay, great. That sounds phenomenal. It Thank took you. me a while, dude. It took me a while to get through them. I tried several times. Um, so beyond that, the only other two things that I've watched that are different, um, there's one movie called Molly's Game that's also on Hulu. It's about ecstasy? Nope, it's not. It's about uh, Molly something. I don't remember her last Ringwald. name now. Molly Ringwald? No, it, it's, a, it's a woman that ran an underground gambling ring. Okay. And uh, it's very intriguing. Uh, Jessica Chastain is the main character. and I'm not a big fan of her. She did really well. I, I was very intrigued with it. It's just that I was watching it so late uh, a couple nights ago that I had to stop it because I knew I was going to fall asleep and I wanted to see the rest of it. So it was very intriguing. It's based on a true story. A series a woman, or a movie? Just a movie. Oh, okay. Um, and it's, like I said, it's based on a true story. The The woman that it's based on, her, it's the same name and everything. She wrote a book about what was going on in her life and how it all happened. Um, and it was very intriguing to me. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, what's uh, Michael Sarah? He's yeah. in it. Um, he seems very intriguing to me, too. He's one of the poker players and. uh He's apparently a like a high profile actor in the movie, um, but they remove a lot of their names, you know, like actual names of these high profile people. And she did that in the book to save their identity, obviously about the underground gambling ring. And they did the same thing in the movie. It's really intriguing. I like it. I only got about halfway through and had to stop. I need to start it again to tell you my full opinion of it. But right now I am thoroughly intrigued. The next movie that is similar to that um, on how I'm intrigued is called The Sisters Brothers, and that's a Western. I love Western movies. I've always loved Western movies, and that's with Joaquin Phoenix and John C. Riley. And um, I'm in. Uh, who's the other? Who's the guy who played? Uh, um, he was in Spider-Man: Far From Home, the helmet guy. Jake Gyllenhaal? Yes, Jake Gyllenhaal. I couldn't think of his name. Uh, he's in it as well. And those three characters alone have have bought me in. What, what is this time. on? Um, the Sisters Brothers. That was on Hulu, too. I, I think I saw it on Hulu. Movie it's, or? it's a movie. It's like two hours and 20 minutes. It's a long one. Okay. Um, I saw about half of that today and had to stop because Grady wanted to finish Infinity War. So, um, So I stopped it to watch Marvel movies. Um, and it, like I said, it's a Western, it's kind of slow played at first, but it gradually increases. And I, and I love where it was going. Um, it's very dialogue driven. It's very heavy dialogue. Um, so that's kind of awkward at, at times. Like some of the dialogue is awkward and it didn't feel like in the right place when they were doing it, but I'm still intrigued in what the movie is going to be. So that's something I'm going to continue to watch. Nice. Yeah, I don't have anything on the docket right now. I, I don't know where to go. I don't know what to watch. You got any suggestions? Those two movies I just talked about. Watch both of yeah. those. I mean, I'm talking more like a series. You got any suggestions for a series? I don't have any series. Maybe I'll go back and try and finish that uh that one on Netflix. Um the, the one in the future. 
Oh, Tiger King. You're right. Yes. Yes. That's, you that's should the one. <laughs> but but the sequel with the robotic tigers in the future. Yeah. Um, I know what you're talking about. Uh, carbon. It's called like something. Altered carbon. Altered carbon. I haven't even got past the first season on that. So. Or maybe I'll go back to Peaky Blinders and try and like oh. painfully. Oh my gosh. Painfully dude, yes, get my should've... way through that garbage time. No, it's not garbage time. It's phenomenal and you need to watch it because it's so good. Everything about that show is so good. Second, third, and fourth seasons are phenomenal. First and fifth, meh. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have to start at the first. So. Right. You know what I'm going to do next? I, I was telling Alex this. I'm going to finish or I'm going to find and watch um, The Crisis. Stuff. I really need to do that as well. Because I want to watch that. I caught some of it the other day. I just Bat, Batwoman was on. And it's very rare that I'm like on my satellite thing. Yep. And I was flipping through and Batwoman was on. And I turned it on for like a second. And I'm like, wait, what is going on here? There's three Supermans and Kevin Conroy is Batman. And he's in a mechanical exoskeleton. I'm like, I need to be watching this immediately. Yeah. And you had texted me and you're like, should we be watching Batwoman? Because there are so many things happening. <laughs> yeah. So I want to check that out. And then I also want to check out uh, the last uh, two seasons I'm behind on Gotham. I want to finish that show up. Okay. I won't probably. I, I wasn't a big fan of that show. Well, you're crazy. That show is great. I, maybe I should, but there's just so many good things out that. Yeah, like, I know. To watch. Like, how do you pick? You can't watch everything all at the same time. I found well, out. Well, you can. According to David Seedentop. Right. Yes, I can. Since I was a child. <laughs> All right. So I think we've hit the end here. Um, next week, we're going to do the Starf Madness Championship. And we're going to reveal the winners of our brackets for, for Snarf Madness. Yes. And, you know, we are going to... Oh, we also have a um, um, bundle of Snarfs going out here pretty soon at the end of the month here. So Correct. if any of you are intrigued on, as to what that is, that is a monthly subscription box that you can subscribe to on patreon.com slash snarf comics. And we will send you um, a lot of amazing goodies. You will and there get are a couple sent different these goodies and you will also get extras on patreon.com that I had just put out yesterday of a snarfioki we had done uh, recently of one of our favorite movies. Oh yeah, we did a little snarfioki of Frozen 2. We soundtrack did. and it is it's, live on patreon right now you could go hear it if you subscribe yeah all right guys uh i think that's it you got anything else i got nothing all right for snarf talk this week i've been chris i am jerry see you bye <laughs>